0: All too often, salespeople look at the sales process like a battle, and they have to fight their way into every conversation. But my guest, Matt Nettleton, explains that with the right questions, you can get customers to lower their defenses and actually invite you in. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeck, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. This week, we're going to be talking about storming the castle. No, we're not taking lessons in medieval history, but we are going to be talking about attacking your sales process with my sales coach, Matt Nettleton. Matt is the founder of Sandler Training, DTB. Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Lorraine. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, it is my pleasure. Hey, I understand you're going to be presenting at the Sandler Summit in March.
1: Yes, I am. Down in Orlando, there will be about somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 attendees. Uh, it's essentially Sandler's international user group. And awesome. uh, we're meeting March, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. I'm pretty awesome. excited about it.
0: That sounds really exciting. And I was looking at your notes, and your topic really intrigued me is having fun storming the castle. Now I'm as big a fan of Game of Thrones as anyone else. but where does that title come from and how does it apply to sales?
1: So back when I got into sales there was a movie out called The Princess Bride and in the Princess Bride at, at one point Billy Crystal sends his friends off to their certain death and uh, you know as they're they're leaving he, he says, hey, have fun storming the castle. And when my first sales manager and I first sat down on my second day of work and and I said, okay, John, what is it I'm exactly supposed to do here? He pulled out a six inch thick binder, a list of accounts, and he said, Matt, your job is to fight your way into every one of these businesses. Yeah, best of luck. Call me next week. (laughs) And that was pretty much the answer.
0: You know, it's funny, when I think about that movie, and I watched it recently, and I love Billy Crystal as the old man kind of waving goodbye, and he sends them off, and they are outnumbered and outmasked, but somehow, they manage to fight their way in and win. So, my question is, what did you do? Because you're still here, you're still talking about sales training. I'm guessing you didn't die on the first cold call field.
1: I did not die when making cold calls. And uh, what I learned is that cold calls follow a predictable path. And uh, if you go in and you say, let me tell you why you ought to buy, and let me tell you how I'm interesting to you, and let me tell you what I have to offer, um, you will get shut out of the castle. You will get. Killed. It will go nowhere, and so I learned that the hard way, which appears in my life to be the only way to learn anything. Um, but but eventually, what I discovered is that given the opportunity, most people want to be able to tell their story, and they've. I've never had anybody say, "Hey, you know what? I'm really tired about talking about myself. You know, this all seems relevant, but it's just not interesting to me." Mm-hmm. And so what what I have spent the last probably 10, 10 to 15 years working with my clients on more than any other thing is helping them develop a disciplined and focused questioning strategy so that when they go on their sales calls, rather than fighting their way in, their prospects are inviting them into the castle, showing them what's going on and giving them the opportunity to discover whether or not it makes sense for the prospect and the sales rep to work together.
0: So in a way, what you're talking about is using questions and a system of questions that help you kind of get to each step, get the customer lower the drawbridge, invite you in, and then to lower their defenses and begin giving you information so that you can put together a more relevant conversation. But how do you do that?
1: Well, so there's a thing that all salespeople seem to believe they have fantastic people skills. (laughs) And and they also are convinced that they work fantastically well and effectively under pressure. And the reality is they don't have fantastic people skills and they don't work that well under pressure. Um, Questions to be relevant and meaningful must be crafted. And while questioning is a discipline, listening is an art. And unfortunately, most people treat listening as a discipline and questioning as an art. And it doesn't work.
0: Okay. So questioning is a discipline. Listening is an art. How do I translate that? What do you
1: mean? So how so how, how do I translate that? Very simple. And I'll give you the wrong definition, right? So I had a a guy that reported to me, his name was Pat. And I said, Pat, you seem to talk a lot on sales calls. When I say to you, what is the definition of listening? How do you define that? And Pat looked at me and in all sincerity, he said, Matt, listening is the discipline I have as I wait for the next thing I get to say. Oh. No, no, that's not what listening is at all, actually. So Pat knew that he had to expend energy listening. He just didn't know how to do it effectively. Well, mo- most people, they don't spend any time practicing listening. And they also don't go into most sales calls with a list of prepared questions.
0: So what you're saying is that the discipline is having that list of prepared questions. And knowing in advance, I'm gonna ask this, I'm gonna ask this. Obviously, then as you listen, you have to make adjustments. But how do you practice listening? I can I can practice asking a question all day long. I look at myself in the mirror and I ask a question. But I already know the right. answer is coming back. How do I practice listening? So
1: the trick is not to practice listening, the trick is to practice the question. So uh, the guy that wrote Madame Bovary uh, had a great quote, and the quote was that you should be well-ordered in your life so that you can be fierce and passionate in your work. And the way that translates into sales is that you should be prepared to execute in a consistent and repetitive manner so that when you are hearing the words, you know where they lead. You know, 80% of all sales calls are identical. Unfortunately, most salespeople burn energy to get through that 80%. By the time they get to the 20% that's unique and makes them valuable and would allow them to expose their genius, they're worn out. They don't have any creativity or discipline left. They've used all their energy. And so what, what I work with my clients on is, can you prepare questions that cover tactics and process and metrics and goals and strategies? And, and, and can you ask questions that are exploratory and presumptive and forced choice? And, you know, do you have the ability to construct a conversation in a way that your prospect can walk out and saying, you know, I did a lot of the talking and I learned something from myself.
0: Mm. You sort of move them down a path. Your questions... You may have two or three different paths depending on what the person says, but you know someone says this and then I go this way or this way. And so you really kind of keep driving them back. Can you give me an example of maybe one or two questions that really help open up a conversation or drive people to the next step in in the sales process?
1: Yeah, so I, you know, I'll walk you through a series of three questions. And um, I I had a client that called on heavy manufacturing and had trouble starting conversations because heavy manufacturing, it's, you know, you've got processes and approvals and it's a long 36 month selling cycle. And there's all kinds of steps, but they couldn't, you know, they'd walk in and and they do great upfront contracts and they'd have great bonding. And then they'd say, hey, why don't you tell me what your problems are? You got to have problems. Everybody's got problems. Well, listen, you know what? Somebody that you are selling to doesn't want to tell you about their problems. You haven't couched that. You haven't earned the right. So what we taught them to do was to ask exploratory questions. And the one that I found worked the best for them was, I appreciate you, you know, sitting down to talk to me. Would you be willing to tell me what your most complex manufacturing process is? And now every shift supervisor, plant manager gets to puff their chest up and say, let me tell you how we do this. This is our process. The sales rep would then say, oh, well, if that's your process, would you be willing to help me understand the steps that you go through? And then the the, the manager will say, well, let me tell you, we do A, B, C, D, you know? And I, I think the longest or the most intricate process that my my guy sold to was 37 separate steps.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Right? So you got 37 separate steps. and And then they would say, you know, which of those steps is the most likely to cause a fault in your process? And they say, oh, we always struggle, you know, on step 17. And now I have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Can I help with step 17? Does it make sense? Now, they learned also, so so they could ask exploratory questions, what's your most complex process. They could ask diagnostic questions, which are, hey, walk me through the steps, help me understand. And then they could ask forced choice questions, which is, Let me ask you a question. Are you running the process that way because it works the way you expect it to or it works the way you want it to?
0: Absolutely.
1: All of a sudden, the prospect's participating.
0: Mm -hmm. They're participating, but they're also, you're moving them through this process where you sort of go from the very big picture to a very narrow focus to really get to that nugget, that item 17 where you can add value. Matt, this is a great example of how you can not storm a castle, but actually get invited into the castle.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more fun that way.
0: (laughs) It absolutely is. You've given me some definitely a different way to think about my questioning process. We're going to share a link to your website from the podcast so my listeners can check out your site and learn more about the kind of sales training and coaching that you provide. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Lorraine. Thanks for having
0: me. My pleasure. And good luck in Orlando. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to hop over to the Digital Toolbox and become a member. It's digitaltoolboxin.com. Membership is free. And look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two they are short. Share one with a friend and come back next week. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.